And here we are live. Better than Memorex or taped as it would be. I guess it is taped, so it is kind of Memorex. I don't know. It doesn't really matter at this point because I'm an old fart and you're not. I've got two young wet ones that are with me. I've got P. Huff to my right. I've Yo. got Roar Dog to my left. Gentlemen, Yo. welcome. Oh, welcome. Thank welcome. You. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. We decided to let you guys in the back door, in the window, actually. It was kind of funny watching you guys crawl in the window. One of you pushing the other guy, so well, it was kind of more than I needed to see. Hey, whatever we got to do to get in here and talk sports. That's right. Hey, and let's talk sports. Let's talk about it. We're going to spend some time today talking about whatever comes to mind, which could be anything. Okay. Just kind of letting you guys know it could be anything. So I know that we should talk about time-dated stuff because every once in a while, you time your date, you date your time. So we're going to time date some stuff today and talk about a football game that actually went off today that should have gone off last year, last, maybe Thanksgiving. It was a, a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving, wasn't it? That's yeah, right. it was supposed to be one of the, you know what I found? It's just all over the place here. You know what is the most highest rated NFL football game this season? No. Last week's Cowboy game. Really? The highest wow. rated NFL game the whole what? entire flipping season. Oh my gosh. And you know who had to be just crowing and crowing and crowing like he was a turkey? Because he is in some people's books. He is in mine. That's Jerry Jones. Jerry. I cannot stand that guy. And there's not too many people I cannot stand, but he's he just rubs me the wrong way. He said, and you tell me your reaction to this. He said that the Cowboys have had as much trouble at the quarterback position as what Denver went through last week. Denver went through last week what has never been gone through by any team in the history of the NFL. Their offensive coordinator could come out. Kellen Moore, I think they should put him in. You know, old lefty. They, they could. I mean, you know? why not try it? Yeah, they could. He was excellent at Boise State, but, uh, you know, just had a little bit of uh, problems as a backup quarterback and now as an offensive coordinator. But, how uh, how yeah. old is he? He's like 35? No, I don't even oh, think no. he's 35. 32? I think he's about 30. 29 or 30. Oh. Or, you know, yeah. He's not very old. No, yeah. you know, and who was that other guy they had there? Uh, uh, God, Jared something or other. Uh, Jared. Zvransky. Zafransky. Wasn't Zafransky? Zafransky? Zafransky, yeah. <laughs> Who dat? He was the quarterback at Boise State that followed Kellen Moore, I'm telling you. Oh, I don't Look know. it up on your phaser. My yeah. phaser. Yeah, your phaser. Look it up on your phaser. Your fact-finding mission. I'll figure this your, out. Yeah, keep the, going. the coordinator of all the that's coordinated. Turf. The blue turf, the smooth turf. Uh, I know you've seen a game in the blue turf. Have you seen one on the red turf? I have not been to Eastern and for those I've that, never been to Cheney. Those that were not able to see who I was pointing to, I was pointing to Roar Dog. Yeah, it wasn't me. So, and it wasn't the wet one. So Red Turf was, is just disgusting. I mean, how can you play on that? That's just I awful. Know, but they love it's playing awful. on it. You know, I know Cooper they love Cup it. loved playing on it. Have you seen the Boise State's new baseball field? Is it blue too? Sure is. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Well, they cut the program, so you know, some when people are saying you're not going to be able to see the umps. <laughs> oh gosh! Hey, you dog! You. Um, one of the situations when Pokey Allen first was head coach over there before uh, Howard Nutt was it Howard Nutt, Her- Harvey Nutt, Harvey Milk? Yes. I don't know what his name was, but anyway, uh, <laughs> they had really a, a big problem with all the seagulls that would 
fly down and uh, end up dying on the turf because they thought it was water. They thought it was water. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's, I thought uh, they were going to catch some fish. I saw a, a bowl game over there, a humanitarian bowl. A humanitarian bowl Yes, game. it was oh Iowa gosh. State with Seneca Wallace, who later became a, you know, a Seahawk quarterback. But also, you know where else he played. That's right, he was. He was a Browns quarterback for a while. You thought I was going to go a whole <laughs> show without mentioning that team, didn't you? Because there's no way he's going to be able to segue into the Browns. Well, they're doing all right. So See this coat? Did you see this coat? No. This coat has not been out of the closet as witnessed by the moth holes in the coat. Would you explain what you're holding there? It's Kev? a coat. It's a Browns coat. Uh -huh. It's the most elegant. It's like a mink coat without the mink. It is wonderful. <laughs> I did like it's brown and orange. Look at that. Look at that thing. It's Glassy. disgusting. It's got more holes in it than. I think you picked that up at like Buffalo Exchange or something. No, last I did week. not. I picked it up. Uh, there was. Uh, Sears used to have a store in it. It was called Fan Zone, and uh, I picked it up in 1978. And look at the inside of there. He's got a Browns logo on the inside. Look at that little elf. Look at him. Isn't oh he cool? Gosh. Look at there. He's got a little pocket. You know, it's got got the little yeah. Look at it's that's where you can wow. put little pocket stuff in that little pocket. All right. Yeah. And here's the other pocket. Look at that. Isn't that just? It's amazing. I like it. I can't believe so, it. So uh, the the Boise State quarterback you're talking about, Jared Zabransky. Yeah, see, I'm so I'm Polish. I can't help it. Get this. What's that? He was born December 4th. Yeah. 1983. Hometown Hermiston, Oregon. Yes. Hermiston. You know how I knew that Hermiston, Oregon was where he was from? Because I've been on Zavansky Lane, Zavransky Lane, Zabransky. Uh, in another lifetime when I used to go do this a lot. And there was Zabransky Lane, and guess Brand. who lived on there? Zabransky? His parents. Wow. Yeah. His parents. So it was Zabransky. Oh, my god. The gosh. Zabranskys lived on Zabransky? Whatever. They lived on Z Street. Okay. Z Street. You know, Z Street with an I at the end, not with a Y. Wow. So, indeed, they did live there, and, uh, you know, their son came out to be quite a good quarterback uh, at the yeah. college level, but, you know, and I believe he was a left-hander. I want to say he was Man, a I don't know why I can't remember this Back guy. Yeah, I don't Kellen either because you're usually laughing. on top of that. He got yeah, picked up by the Texans at one point. No, did he? Well, you know, for whatever reason, maybe he was picked up for – no, that was – Right-handed. Right-handed? <laughs> yeah, see, I told you he was left-handed. He was left-handed at picking up his right hand. So that, that is an interesting fact, though. The, the most watched game this year is yeah. the Cowboys losing to the football team. Wow. I mean – Well, you heck? know, and the football team is uh, – you know, they're making a run uh, for it. Okay. That whole division's a mess. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there is not a more of a mess that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, let's see, there's uh, only been two teams that have ever been in the playoffs with a losing record Seattle and what was the other one, New Orleans? I don't know. No, that's who did Seattle played that yes, year. Yes, that's right. With Marshawn. Um, that was the big was run, the wasn't it? Um, yes. Peace that was. That was Beastquake. Yeah. Beastquake, yeah, is that what they call it? I think so, yeah, because it, it was on the Rector scale. Like it, it <laughs> oh, registered yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah it was Decibels. No, that's, that's, well, it was loud, but it, like, registered as a, like, earthquake in Seattle. Insane. Hmm. Wow. There's going to be an earthquake in Seattle uh, in a couple of years when the NHL comes there. And uh, I know that you wow. guys may not be the <laughs> biggest uh, hockey fans, but... There's been a lot to do about that team, and I'm not sure the Kraken is. Uh, I don't know. like it. I, I don't like that name well, either. 
the last team that came into the NHL did pretty pretty good their first year. The, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights yeah. made it to the uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah. There's I mean, been another team be... other than the Krakens that I didn't really like, and that was the uh, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Any team mm-hmm. that's named after a movie that's a Disney movie, I'm not really in favor of. Really? Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, the Kraken. It's, I feel like everybody thinks that they're a team in the NHL right now, and that's not really the case. No, not yet. Yeah, it's not, just an idea. It's yeah, a concept. It's, it's a, <laughs> quite an interesting idea. Do they have know? a place to play? Yeah, it's the Crackheads. <laughs> crackhead the, Arena. The Crackpot is what they call it. Yeah, the Crack House. <laughs> crack House. So, yeah. You have to go up to Vancouver and a? play some hockey. Don't you know? E? Share the share the ice with them. Share the ice. Share the Don't ice. Don't you know? Friendly Canadians. Got to bring my Sherbrooke stick, okay? Yeah. You know, that's right. Don't you know? Kev, I wanted to get your thoughts... Uh, on some things that What's happened the, over the weekend. Like I have thoughts? Come on. <laughs> You've okay. got okay. more thoughts <laughs> than the average Joe, Jeez. I think. Holy uh, smokes. But I uh, wanted to know what you think about Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller? And and what happened this week? I don't even know her. Oh, yeah, you do. No, I don't know her. Yes, you do. No, no I don't know her. It's the uh, Vanderbilt kicker. No. Kicker for Vanderbilt. Very, very little. Very little. Soccer, uh, soccer I player. am in favor of... Uh, Females in sports. I am yep. in favor of uh, females in the officiating field. Uh, I do not know that there will be many opportunities for females in the world of football as we know it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of her getting a chance to kick the field goal, kick the old football. Yeah, sure. Uh, she's not been the first one to do it, but she's the first one to do it at that level. That's right. Exactly. You know, there's yeah. been some high school football kickers that have done oh, yeah. it. And, uh, you know, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, female a- female athletes in athletics uh, because, you know, it appears that our vice president's going to be female. So, yeah, I, I think eventually you will. Uh, I have a friend who um, he's dead set against – any females in the game of football specifically uh, of football specifically mm-hmm. uh he also uh has refused to accept the fact that maybe at some year the football uh we will see the super bowl over in england he doesn't mm-hmm. like yeah. that idea i don't know i don't like that uh, idea. I, I don't either you know i'm uh, kind of a traditionalist at a lot of things and American like for example game. baseball you know yeah uh Yes, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. And yes, there was back in the day when the Cincinnati Reds would play that one game that one day, then the rest of the leagues, both American and national, would play the next day. Mm -hmm. The Reds would take that day off, and they would play day three of the season would be their second game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was back in the Marge Shot days when that actually changed. And I think part of it was because the you know the commissioner and everything did not really like Marge shot and figured this is the best way to get back at her for letting Shotzi two do Shotzi two stuff on the field. Right. So yeah, that was a big shot. Now, Rory, <laughs> was that a squib kick <laughs> by, uh, by Sarah Fuller? It was not, but everyone will say it. It is. It was. I don't. I think she, uh, I think she meant to go uh, deep with that ball, and she kind of sliced it a little bit. <laughs> but hey, as Pat McAfee said, there w- nobody scored on the play. She didn't kick it out of bounds. Right. She she kicked it forwards 
Um, you know, and Vanderbilt sucks. And so nobody she, got hurt. And yeah, she was available. She didn't have COVID. She took that responsibly, like unlike the other kickers on the team. So right. hey, you know, you got to start somewhere. So. Yeah. No, more power to her. I, I'm in full support of it. And I, I thought it was a pretty cool moment, especially. For you sure. Know, I mean, yeah. Definitely inspired a lot of uh, young women out there. So Yeah. And cool she's going to stay with the team. And, and maybe they'll get in <clears throat> field goal range next game. You there know, you they, I mean, then she could You're actually try to get. talking about Vanderbilt here. Well, you know, I don't know who they're playing. I'll look it up. But they man, don't even know who they're playing. <laughs> are they playing? I don't know. What game are they playing? I'm not, I'm sure. not sure. They're very good at baseball, but maybe Very not. good at baseball. Yes, maybe in, and they used to be really good at women's basketball. Really? So, yes. Have you have you seen their basketball arena? It's it's switched around yeah. where they have the fans on or the, no, they have the benches on the on the uh, on the on the end end lines. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the uh oh shoot, what's it called? End lines. Yeah, end lines. I don't know what's up with that arena. I don't know. It's the only one that I've seen of that in the nation. But. Maybe that's just what they do when they are in Vanderbilt is they do everything backwards because they're so smart anyway. They're smarter than your average bear. Oh, yeah. You know, Jay Cutler can prove that. I mean, Jay (laughs) Cutler might have been the smartest guy ever to play football, but not football was what he was not smart at. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Vandy is uh, 0-8, but next week – could be interesting. They're playing Georgia. They're playing. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. oh no! That's not good. That's not good. Never mind. Scratch that. Uh, yeah. No field goal range. Yeah. Um, We're talking about the SEC with Vanderbilt, so we would be remiss if we didn't go into a little bit of not only the SEC with the uh, COVID situation with Coach Saban, but also the situation that happened with Florida State and. Uh, the ACC partner to Florida State Clemson when they went down and uh, Mr. Swinney didn't really set himself up for uh, much fandom in Florida by his shenanigans and his claims that he made. Um, yeah, you know, he, he said that uh, the team didn't want to pl- Who was it? Georgia Tech? Uh, uh, Florida State, I think oh, they went down. Oh, Florida State. And, yeah. Well, they didn't play a game. Yeah. Yeah, and they said because they didn't want to play him. Yeah. That's insane. They all want to play. How could he say that? Well, the, the whole reason that they didn't play is because there was a COVID player that was in Clemson on their plane traveling down there, and Florida State goes, well, how do we know the rest of the people that were on that plane didn't get sick? Right. You it's know, a smart can, thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Swinney like, then. Look, man, we got yeah. a sold-out stadium here, but yeah. we're not going to play you. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, folks. It's Podland's number one producer, Liam Flanagan, and I just want to let you know about sponsors. If you're a business owner or manager and you are looking for a great way to get your product out there, becoming a podcast sponsor is just that. Podcasts are listened to all over the world. Podland has had visits from places like Kenya, Ireland, Australia, Vietnam, and almost all 50 states. What's up, Alaska? Don't you like podcasts? Anyway, becoming a podcast sponsor could be the way to give your business the boost it may need. To become a Podland podcast sponsor, contact me, Liam Flanagan, at liam at podland.productions. That's L-I-A-M at podland.productions. Have a great day. 
you know, talking a little bit about football and moving around the world of football, there was uh, an incident that happened over, uh, well, on Thursday you saw the shellacking of the Detroit Lions by the Houston Texans. Shellacking. Shellacking. Shellacker. Boom shellacker. So one of the things that also happened was Pat, uh, Pat, Matt, Patricia, hmm. who has already been uh, discussing with uh, Bill Belichick whether or not he can return to New England, uh, he was relieved of his duties along with Bob Quinn. And Bob Quinn, is, uh, uh, as the general manager there, was released of his, relieved of his duties as well. Both guys free to go wherever they want. Mm-hmm. And I have um, a thought process going on that I think, I think I've got it figured out. I think what's oh. going to happen with the Detroit Lions is that they're going to get their general manager, one John Dorsey, who they're going to bring in hmm. their general manager since they do obviously have that position open with Quinn leaving and obviously a coaching p- spot available too. And one of the hottest commodities and somebody that uh, Dorsey was familiar with in Kansas City is Eric Bieniemy. And uh, what is it? Uh, Chris Burma would say you don't sleep with the Bieniemy. So, anyway. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. I think that uh, John Dorsey will be the general manager. I think that the coach will be Eric Bieniemy, and uh, my path, which I've already spoken of, where that path goes. John Dorsey was there previously, um, but they were also in Kansas City. And before he came to Kansas, or before he went to Cleveland, uh, there were some people that were talking to him about if you had the ability to draft, who were a couple of the quarterbacks that you would right now look at and one of them was Mike White who played at Eastern Kentucky the other was actually Drew Locke wow and Drew Locke has a, a rocket for an arm he does uh, he's uh, got more than a two-cent brain mm-hmm. uh, he played at Missouri played in the SEC so he did play against some good caliber football but I would not be too surprised to see uh, him actually head off to Detroit with John Dorsey and does that mean that Matthew Stafford is going to go somewhere else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Matt he will uh, net them some draft picks, mm-hmm. uh, and I would not be too surprised to see Matthew uh, heading off to uh, the state where he played his college football, which is Georgia. Georgia. Which would mean he'd be an Atlanta Falcon, which means that Matt Ryan then would have to move around. So one of the things you're going to see is you're going to see musical chairs in the offseason. Yeah, that's you're how You're going to see him at quarterback position in particular, and. Uh, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff going to going to be happening. It'll all be a happening. You think, think Drew Locke's right. the guy? I do for, think for I, Detroit. I, you, all you need is a change. You know, it's much like you're going to see uh, Carson Wentz end up somewhere else, and he will resurrect his career. It's like when we were watching the game on Monday Night Football, and they were talking about uh, Wentz, and they were saying, "You look at what that guy did. All he did was uh, his that year that he was hurt." He was the best quarterback was. in the NFL. He was yeah. so good, you know. And he's going to be the MVP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, even he that had last the world game. by his, you know. Yeah, yeah. the last Shorters. game he played yeah. against the Rams. Yeah, he had like tore his ACL and he was still playing. Mm-hmm. That was insane. He was just throwing touchdowns and he was moving like, oh my gosh, he was so good. Did you see the deer in the headlights look that he had the other night? It was, it was mm-hmm. like you almost felt sorry for the guy. Yeah, you know, he was just uh, out there playing without any idea what the heck he was. And they, they talk about that situation where a lot of quarterbacks see ghosts. 
Right. Yeah. And I think he indeed <laughs> sees some ghosts out there. Yeah. He was he was yeah. troubled. One more thing about <laughs> about the Lions. Mm-hmm. Teams like them, so they're four and seven right now. They're probably not going to get a, a top one, two, or three pick. What do you do when you're in this situation? Uh, you know, as a team, obviously you want to win, but like they're not going to get a top pick in the draft, and they, so they got to trade. Matthew Stafford, who is your best player, and then you get three picks. You know, yeah. maybe one's a second, one's a third, one's a fifth, and a guy like John Dorsey. Let's look at a lot of the people that he brought in with the team that I like. You know, and, and he has really made that roster before he had, you know, shown the door. Now, there was another guy that a lot of people have poo-pooed the guy as a head coach and said, well, his maybe his last year there was good. And But you look at the organization that that organization became, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, and we're talking yes. about Bill yes. Belichick, and yeah. we're talking about what he did, and he built that roster up. And then that roster becomes the Baltimore Ravens. And you look what the Ravens did. The Ravens have been good ever since. Not that everything that Bill Belichick put in place, but everything that Bill Belichick put in place provided the impetus for them to then go ahead and win the Super Bowl. Uh, You look at uh, Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden. Both were situations of trades that Bill Belichick made that allowed them to land those players. Mm. So if you've got a guy like a, a John Dorsey or even uh, Bobby Bethard was known for doing that, not only with the Washington Redskins but also San Diego, when you've got guys like that that understand how to move around and how to shake and everything, uh, they're capable of doing that. Um, Scott McClanahan, who actually his brother Kent used to be a – a uh, uh, defensive back for the Raiders. But Scott was the guy that was responsible for bringing in a lot of different people through other organizations. He was with Seattle for a while when when they looked at bringing in some players. So, you know, you're looking at guys like that who are familiar with people around the league, and Scott helped Dorsey in, you know, for my team. Um, But, you know, yeah, I'm sorry to keep bringing that up but no i'm not the hell with that. <laughs> don't uh, be. i'm never sorry to bring up the browns so anyway that's where i think john dorsey's going to end yeah. up is he's going to end up in detroit and um, huh. i think you may potentially mm-hmm. see something happening with the chicago bears uh the bears uh, mm. you know if you just kind of look at the landscape of the nfl there's some really troubling uh, franchises out there. Yeah. Two years ago, Chicago was thought to be uh, on the top of the world, right. you know. On the and rise. then they get that guy with the funny upper lip who doesn't know what to do with it <laughs> and doesn't know how to throw the football. And you know, God love the guy Mitch Trubisky, but I can't love him. I he wouldn't sucks. want him. He's absolutely horrible. <laughs> you know. I, did, I, I, the second they drafted yes. him, I said he's gonna suck. Yes. yes. Like it was just obvious. It was obvious. And why would you take him number two? Of course, that team that I like, they took Miles Garrett. But then you've got Trubisky. <laughs> but then later, you've also got Watson and you've got Mahomes yeah. <laughs> in the same oh, draft. Mahomes. And Lord it's God, so what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know how the so teams didn't take Watson. Well, After and, going oh to the championship game twice. And Trubisky is a guy, what, he had 13 starts if that. Yeah, and you, you could look up at North the matchups uh, of, of Watson versus Trubisky. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. they played in the same league or the same conference. I mean, how do you go over Watson? So That's embarrassing. It's yeah. so embarrassing. 
and it really kind of makes you wonder how guys like uh, DK Metcalf, who can fall to the late second round, and yeah. guys that are just, they reek this talent, and how people cannot see that. And that's what they're paid to do. For right. God's sakes, that's what they're paid to do. Yep. How does Russell Wilson slip to round three? You know, I can kind of understand a little bit of, you know, the factor of the transfer. But, you know, at three years, he did nothing but good things at North Carolina State. Then goes off to Wisconsin, wins the Rose Bowl. I thought he, I think he won the Rose Bowl. If not, he lost to Oregon or something. Yeah. But, you know, how does a guy like that fall to the third round and he beats out Matt Flynn, who Matt Flynn yes. got the most money outside Ever. of, I think, Scott Mitchell. And Scott Mitchell, yeah. the only reason he got money is because he had an, uh, Dan Marino had an Achilles tendon tear, and he went off to Detroit. So, well, and you, know, you and you look at a guy like Russell Wilson. I mean, he was drafted by two teams. Mm -hmm. You look at all the other quarterbacks that have been drafted: Tom Brady, Colin Kaepernick, uh, pa uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if he was drafted. You're not allowed he, to say Colin Kaepernick on this yeah. on this show. I am Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. He, he's never been in the NFL. He's never <laughs> been a player. He's not. He did not get that close to a Super Bowl. He's, you, you know, no, you can't bring it up. What about Kyler Murray, another guy mm -hmm. drafted? Look at all these great baseball players that are quarterbacks. You should pick them if you're if you're an NFL GM. I'm telling you right now, you should do it. But yeah, because they number one, they're mobile and they can throw on the run. You know, because they can and they have rocket of an arms. You know, they're they great can throw in different arm slots yeah, as we've can. seen as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, and speaking of that, there's a, a guy that throws so low, you're wondering why it doesn't get batted down at the line, <laughs> and that's Philip Rivers. Philly. And Phyllis has been, he's the only guy that's ever been a MVP of five bowl games. <laughs> The Aloha Stadium. And he Hawaii. only played four years of college football. Only played. So what he did is he won the four <laughs> bowl games that he played the in. And then the game. senior bowl, ah, he was the MVP ah. of that as well. I thought you were talking it about It never bowl. hurts being the son of a coach. Well, no. he hasn't been to another bowl after that. So. I don't like him. I don't like him. You don't like Phil? No. He, he's he's he what they me. call a red ass. He bugs me, man. He is as much of a red ass as you can imagine. He's a whiner. Well, he's, he's never seen a call they agreed with. Yeah, and now he... I don't even know if the upper portion of his arm even works anymore. I think it's just, <laughs> it's just his forearm. <laughs> it's like that one commercial, that Hulu commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's been a few people that have wondered when they're going to stop seeing that guy on commercials. I can tell you exactly when. The guy that doesn't throw it very far, that has the same first name as you, Parker. Oh, no, his name is Baker, not Parker. Oh, yeah, Baker yeah. calls him Parker. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be when he gets his second contract because he's not making the kind of money, and that's why he's doing the commercials. The progressive ones? To get, yeah, the commercials the and all those, yeah. I left my keys in the stadium. Yeah, ah. and the book and all yeah. that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, here's the cook and, you know, and all that stuff. Could be worse, you know. Not much. He's done okay with those. Yeah, and, no, and that's, truthfully, that's why he's doing them. Yeah, I believe it. So, yeah, it's, uh, at least he's smart enough to take the money when it's you, offered. You think he's yeah. going to get a big contract when his, when this contract comes up? or an I, I don't know big, but bigger than what he's getting now. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not making a million dollars, so, you know. Okay. They're going to stick with him, though. 
You think I so? can't see why not. When the, the guy's guy. only eight and three. I mean, I don't care if he's throwing twelve times a game or what. But when you're eight and three, you keep that formula going. And I tell you what, when the when a guy like uh, Nick Chubb is averaging fourteen point yes. three yards a carry in the fourth quarter of football games, yes, I said it's that correctly. Time. I did not misspeak for the first time. <laughs> what in did my you life. say? Fourteen point three yards a carry. In the, in the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter of wow. football game. That right there deserves a contract extension. I did the stud. So when you've got Kareem Hunt and you've got Nick Chubb, I don't care if you've got Derrick Henry on the other side of the, the field, you should be able to get more out of those two guys than you would get out of one of the other kind. Right. Yeah. And that's what they're showing this year. And, mm-hmm. and anybody that uh, tells me anything different, then they can keep talking. So before the season, it's our show. So before the season started, you said there would be three teams in the AFC uh, North that make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you still think that's going to happen? Not after today, and not after next Monday. There's no. only going to be two. Two. Yeah. Who are the two? They're. <laughs> you know who they are. I don't have to Pittsburgh tell you. And, uh, and Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think and, uh, Baltimore's uh, not going to make it? I don't see how they can. They're two back now, and they're going to be three back after next week. Right. Yeah. So, and if there's uh, any kind of magic that happens in Tennessee this week, uh, mm. you will hear a lot of people changing their tune. And I think, I think that the eight and three Cleveland Browns, who have a rookie head coach, a rookie general manager, and there's a lot of other things I've shared with both of you guys over the last couple of days, because. Yeah. Hey, while you folks only have to listen to this crap for an hour, they have to listen to it for 40 hours a week. Because, yes, we do all reside at the same, uh, well, we won't tell them what jail we're in, but, you know, we do reside at the same place. Yeah. So, anyway. So, with those, like, the game that happened on on, uh, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. that was supposed to happen on Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. playing playing without their their quarterback, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson. What do you think, what do you guys think about these games? along with the Denver game the other day. They're playing without their quarterback. Do you think that's fair? I mean, these games are really important, and you're playing without your main quarterback. What do you guys think about that? Well, Parker, you go ahead and you tell them. I think it's preventable. And I think there's protocols that are put in place, and, and for the most part, these things are happening because people aren't paying close attention to the protocols and doing everything that they can do to avoid getting the Cobus. So, uh, really, I can't, I can't say that I feel too bad about it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of shitty when your quarterback goes out and then your two backups have to not play for precautionary reasons without actual, you know, evidence that they have it. But, like I said, I think that it is preventable if everyone's being responsible and doing everything that they possibly can do for 16 weeks. It's not that hard. It really isn't. And uh, so I don't feel that bad. And at the end of the day, the games have to be played. And it's it's not going to be possible for them to be able to make up these games and make up these games here and, and be able to play a season where they can have playoffs when they want to have the playoffs, which is really the most important part. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You look at other sports like um, college basketball, you know, Division One level, 14 days. If one person tests positive, they're out for 14 days. That's crazy, yeah. The whole team doesn't play. 
Well, and let's not forget now that even though Lamar Jackson did not play because of the COVID. Yeah, he didn't. You know why that team is going through COVID is because their strength and conditioning coach cut off his bracelet on his or his anklet. Mm-hmm. He cut that off so that he could go do whatever the hell he wants to do when that's the one person that you should always be able to depend on to do the right thing because he's looking for looking out for the betterment of right. you as an individual. That's to right. hell with that. Get rid of that guy. Get him the hell out of there. Yeah. Get him away from these people. Uh, my team, their their quarterback had COVID. Their best player had COVID. You know, and he's had to sit out the last two weeks. He's going to be back this week. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, everybody has to face the, these rules. Yeah, I mean, and everybody should follow the protocol exactly. I mean, we have to. We have to wear these damn masks yeah. as much as we we don't want to. And but we have to. It's not. It's not to say that it's a hundred percent preventable i mean things can happen where you know surfaces get touched by someone who has it and you you end up touching that surface and you're not being irresponsible or anything like that but at the, at the end of the day everybody signed up for this before the season started yeah. and they knew that this, that's why this guys opted out too exactly you know? exactly so you had the ability to say no if you didn't want to do it so everybody knew the risks everybody knew the potential implications if if these types of things were to happen and now right. they're happening you got to deal with it yeah it, did did you find yourself on monday night yelling at tom brady when he's standing standing on the sidelines without his mask on it's like i'm sitting there watching the game and i've got my mask on and i don't have anybody around me yeah and i'm doing it you know anyway just because you know <laughs> poor, guy, poor bastards on the sideline you know and then you've got a guy like gruden who doesn't really care because he's got 25 million dollars a year or whatever it is something yeah. ridiculous He's got that Alex uh, Rodriguez contract. But, um, yeah. you know, I don't know, man. It's yeah. just so aggravating. It, and, you know. Yeah, it, it kind of is what it is. But, it's you know, it's also like if, uh, you know, a Major League Baseball team had all their five starters in the same room, just like a QB mm-hmm. room, just yeah. like the Broncos. And yeah. let's say they all or they had the same situation and you didn't have starting pitchers. And you're supposed to go out there and play games. I mean, what the heck, you know. And especially in the NFL – when you only have 16 and it's, you know, especially for a team like Baltimore where they're in the race, they're in the playoff race, they're in a division race and you can't play, you know, with your starting quarterback. Those are the breaks, but damn, it's tough. You know, it's I don't remember if it was yeah. on the show or if it was just in conversation and it might not even have been with you guys. But if you look at a quarterback who's played 10 years in the NFL, who doesn't miss a game, he's got 160 opportunities to practice his, his, you know, profession, I guess. Yeah. But you look at a brain surgeon, a brain surgeon, and I did look this up, uh, not on this phaser, but a different one. They have 200 <laughs> operations on the average for a brain surgeon in a year. Yeah. So over the course of, of 10 years, that's 200, that's 2,000 brain surgeries that they have. Yeah. Whereas wow. if you're a quarterback, you have 160 opportunities. Right. I know I do not want to have a quarterback giving me brain surgery, but no. at the same time, that shows you the difference and you look at the money that all these quarterbacks make versus the money that a brain surgeon makes, you know. I would want to be the brain surgeon, I think. Probably get hurt less.
We got some questions for you, Parker. Oh, yeah? You got some picks over here for us oh, or what? Oh, you know I got picks. Every week I got picks, baby. And uh, we were gone last week, but yeah, we another were. another stellar week at a park. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. 5-0. and oh. Yep. God, five dude, five. when are you going to open up your own casino in Vegas? I'm thinking about doing it now. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's... Uh, it's been remarkable, I'll say. It's felt really good. <laughs> Has it been fun? <laughs> it's been real, real fun. fun. Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling he was going to yeah. say that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and get into it. Week 13 of the NFL. Uh, we'll go with five games. So I'll give you five bets. On now, are these all before games. Sunday or is this Sunday, <laughs> Monday? Or could they be Tuesday games? Uh, or you know, do we know when point, they're going to be played? At this point, it's, it's really <laughs> not very easy to tell. It doesn't really matter when they're, when they're played, just played. as long as or where I they're think, played. Uh, I think they're all scheduled to be played. By Monday, okay. but but uh, like I said, you know you you really you really don't know these days. But first game we got Roar Dogs Bills playing at the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona. Uh, 49ers are not able to play at their home stadium due to COVID protocols. Um, the spread right now is Buffalo minus one and a half. Money line Buffalo minus 130, 49ers plus 110, over under sitting at 47 and a half. Now, this is going to be an interesting game, uh, but I feel very comfortable with a minus one and a half spread for Buffalo, especially considering what happened the last time that they were in that stadium, uh, the old Hail Mary. I don't think uh, they're going to be letting that type of situation go down. I think they're going to no, walk in there and they're going to take care of business. I'm taking Buffalo minus one and a half. Uh, next game, Kev, we got your Cleveland Browns playing at the Tennessee Titans. It's a loss. You say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. willingly yeah. admit it's their last loss of the regular season. Wow. Okay. There you go. Wow. I like that. That's uh, that's a good compromise. You, you, you accept the loss, but you also say it's going to be the last one. I like the confidence. Tennessee is minus five and a half. I can tell you half. why, but I'll spare you. Okay, thank you. Tennessee is <laughs> minus five and a half. Um, on the money line, they're minus 238. And the over-under sitting at 54 and a half right now. I think this could be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be a good game. I do think Tennessee will probably win it. The spread, I don't know. I, I think... Your best bet is probably to take Tennessee on the money line, and that's what I would say to do. But although a lot Browns of people are good, saying man. revenge, exactly the Browns—they look good. They really do. They do Eight and good. three. Baker is finally kind of you know stepping into his own, not making so many mistakes with the ball, making better decisions. So uh, anything could happen. That's uh, certainly been shown this year in the NFL. Uh, game three, we got the Rams at the Cardinals. I think this is an exciting matchup. I think it's going to be a really good game. Rams are favored minus three. Again, this is at the Cardinals? No. I don't think they would have two games in the same place. It doesn't place. make sense now that no. I'm looking at it. It'd be at the Rams. No, it doesn't make sense. Okay, what's going on here? I don't know, They're but either way. Monday. The Bills and the Niners oh, there you go. Monday. Niners are oh, Monday. There you go. So Niners are Monday. On so Sunday. it is at the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rams at the Cardinals. Rams minus three. 
minus 149 on the money line. Arizona plus 125 on the money line over under at 48 and a half. I, I'm taking the spread. Rams minus three. Possible push. Uh, if, you, if you watch Kyler Murray the last two weeks, he's been frustrated. And he's been frustrated because he's been confused. Mm -hmm. I think defenses are starting to figure it out a little yeah. bit. And if I know anything about the coach at the Rams over there, he's going to be taking a lot of notes. And uh, he's, I think he's going to give him just the same amount of trouble. Do you remember a conversation that we had earlier today about a particular coach for a particular team that what he wants to do is he always wants to eliminate the biggest threat of the other team? Mm -hmm. And that's Bill Belichick. Yep. And New England did play Arizona last week mm -hmm. and won on a last-second field goal by Folk, Polk, Folk. And, um, you know, when you're talking about somebody getting into the head, mm -hmm. that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. There's a guy like Bill Belichick who, you know, a lot of people can't stand him just because of the way he is. But, you know, those that do know him, and obviously I'm not one of them, but those that do know him, Says he's got a great personality and he's a fun guy and sure. and all of this, but we only see the Bill Belichick yeah. that's the cut the sleeves off the subway jacket and all of that stuff. Yeah. So. so the guy you're referring to that they're going to eliminate in that game is DeAndre. No, 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 no. Eliminate the quarterback. It's oh. it's DeAndre Hopkins I mean, who's only going to he's only going to catch between eight and twelve balls in a game. Skyler Murray touches the ball Sky every single Skyler, Kyler, whatever the fuck his name is. I could give a shit less because he's a little fucking dwarf. Well. He's a good dwarf. Hey, I had him on my fantasy team. I got rid of him for a reason because I saw what Aaron Rodgers was capable of, and I've got Adams as my receiver. So, But you look at what Hopkins did when they played the Bills. Last play of the game, four yeah. defenders, catches the ball. Three defenders, well, but anyway. he doesn't catch the ball if uh, Murray doesn't throw it. So uh, fourth game is going to be New England playing. And I do want to go back to that Rams game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can do that here. Let yeah. me get let me get through these. Please New do. England is playing at the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers minus one right now. New England. It's this is interesting. Little money line. Not not a typical situation. It does happen from time to time. New England minus one oh five on the money line. The Chargers minus 111 on the money line. Both both in the negative. Uh, the over-under is sitting at 46 and a half. I'm taking the under. I, th I think the secondary, again, this is exactly what you're talking about. Bill Belichick taking away the biggest threat of the opposing team. The secondary is a good secondary. Uh, they don't have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dreadlocks. New England secondary. Oh, Gilmore. Gilmore. He's happy still Gilmore. out, isn't he? Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, happy Gilmore. He's out, but still, you got the McCourty brothers. It's a good secondary. I think it's going to be under 46 and a half total points scored. So that's what I would do. And then we got the Lions playing at the Bears. Chicago is minus three on the spread. Money line minus 154 for Chicago, plus 130 for Detroit. Uh, over under 43 and a half. Could be a good game. I think the Bears could win by a significant margin, but just to avoid the potential push, I would go with Chicago on the money line at minus 154 because the odds are really not going to be that much different than if you took them on the spread. And uh, I'll leave everybody as usual with a little five-way parlay, straight money line. Take Green Bay, Miami, 
Seattle, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. I feel good about that one. And that's all I got. Week 13. Well, I wanted to reflect back of something that you mentioned with the uh, the Rams. Mm-hmm. And it was the Rams and the Cardinals playing each other. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, okay. that is correct, yes. Which one of those two guys at quarterback would you think could win a Super Bowl if given the opportunity? One, the other, or neither? Well, are you talking about in the well, same exact system? or what do you? What, one's already made it to a Super Bowl. They're, they're playing right this year. and Okay, this year. Yep, this year. We're looking at this year, 2020. One, both, neither. Well, I both think, of them can't make it because they're in the same conference, but. I think Kyler. Why? I think Kyler because of his dual threat capability right now. Supposedly you have the best player on defense on, on that other team, right in the middle, right in the middle of that defensive line, Aaron Donald. He's pretty damn good. So is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's really good, too. It's such a difficult question because it's That's like what really, it's, meant to it's be. really not coming down to like who's the better quarterback. It's it's, it's so many other factors that come into play. With who's that. the better leader? Who's know. the better? Who has the better receiving crew? I can tell you who has the better running back. Arizona does. I can tell you who has the better star player. I guess I would go with Kyler. LA does. I guess I would go with Kyler. I think Kyler. He's fast. Um, he kind of has that Russell Wilson thing <clears throat> where he just seems to scramble and find somebody. And, that guy's and, special. Yeah. Goff is like just like a puppet. But basically. didn't New England just show him that you could shut him down? Didn't yeah, New England well, just show us that? And yeah. do you think that a guy like Aaron Donald can do the same thing? I've every, seen uh, I've seen uh, Goff get shut down. Yeah, I've, every yeah, quarterback have can have I a have bad too. week. Yeah. I just think – there's so many more things that Kyler can do. Not if you're Baker Mayfield, you have a bad week every week. Doesn't matter. Who's sometimes watching. you win. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Eight out of eleven times you win. Right. No, I just think Kyler is just. You watch him like he'll drop back, and maybe he's like seven yards behind, and like maybe Aaron Donald's coming right down his throat, and guess what? He just spins out of it and gets twelve yards, and he runs. You know. You know, 29 yards or 19 yards and, and gets a first down. Yeah. It's insane what he can do. And Jared Goff just doesn't just doesn't have that No, at all. Who are the four quarterbacks in wait, the wait, NFL wait. right now? What was your win? answer to that question? Uh, I asked the question. Ed, I'll, I'll so ask you don't have to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I would actually go with the uh, looking at the entire roster. I would say that uh, maybe the Rams have a little better shot okay. because their experience. They yeah. have been there. Yeah. You know, and they that's the one it. thing that, you know, the other thing too is that let's don't forget Cliff Kingsbury is two years removed from being a losing college quarterback, college head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray is, is a year removed from being a first round draft pick in major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is less than one year away from being a Houston Texan. Yeah. You know, but, you look at all those factors and, you know, I might have to lean with the Rams. Now, the team that does kind of uh, scare me way from the outside uh, and then there's a way from the inside, way from the outside is actually, strange as it may sound, the San Francisco 49ers. Niners. Yeah. Hmm. But the team that's on the inside that scares me is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Because you look at what Aaron Rodgers is doing, and it just seems like all you got to do is uh, 
let Aaron get a year past the the last one, and he's uh, full of piss and vinegar. Yep, that's he, right. He's so motivated. I was watching the game the other day, and it was in the fourth quarter, and they were up like at least eleven points, I think. And they were they were marching down the field, and it was third down, and he missed a throw or somebody dropped it, and he was so mad. They're about to kick a field goal, go up like fourteen. He was pissed. Mm-hmm. He was so livid that he he made a mistake. And he wanted to score. I think he's more motivated than ever this year. Yeah. He is on a mission to, to win a Super Bowl. I mean, every year he is. But this year he's he wants to. He's got kind of like Tom Brady this year. He's yeah. like Mister Perfection. Yes. Like if if something goes wrong, he's pissed every time. So I yeah. And, Packers. And yeah. the other thing is, you look at Lafleur. His brother is the assistant coach for um, San Francisco. Really, it's it's remarkable how much success Lafleur has been able to have in his first few years, and nobody talks about it. No, nobody. (laughs) You know, and and I'm going to go into the world of media, which I guess we're in right now, and two guys who have put themselves in the forefront of media that everybody listens to, and everybody takes their word as gospel, and they've never played a damn down of football. And one is Colin Coward, and the other one is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> and they say anything, and by God, it is truth. It is so factual. And it's about as factual as the gas that I released when I was in here. Yeah, Colin you know, Coward. It's gone in a minute. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, it, it's the other thing is that having done this for a while, and maybe you can't recognize that fact, and, Maybe, you know, 20 years ago you did listen, but uh, the simple fact is is that there's a, a comment that is often made, it's poking the bear. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were poking the Cincinnati Bengals, how much how much response do you think you'd get? All right. None. All right. If you were well, poking Cincinnati. the Arizona Cardinals, how much response do you think you'd get? Yeah. None. If you were poking the Pittsburgh Steelers, how much response do you think you'd get? A fucking hell of a lot. Yeah. And the same is true with the team that I kind of like because they so badly want a winner. Yeah. I mean, if you did the same thing to Buffalo, what would happen? The mafia would go nuts. They'd start <laughs> jumping off tables onto each other. They would. You know, they would. I mean, and it's true. You know, if you did that to the Minnesota Viking fans, would they give a crap? Hell no. no. Would the Jacksonville Jaguars? Hell no. no. Texas, Houston Texans? Hell no. Yeah, they call but, that they call that clickbait these days. Clickbait, yeah. uh, poking the bear, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, it's all stuff that uh, hot takes. I, I took a hot take this morning, so yes. but I made sure I washed my hands afterwards. Good. Thank you very much. So, you yeah. think uh, Colin Cowherd and Stephen A. have ever? How to show uh, together? How do you oh. think that would go? Did no, because would neither one of them would be able to talk. Because the other <laughs> one would cut the guy off. It'd be worse than listening to this show where I talk <laughs> way over more than I should. But you know what the hell? Uh, you know it's it's wonderful talking about football because you guys know how much it means to me. But you know the simple fact that uh, the NFL is the biggest money maker. It's the only one that pays its own contracts. Uh, you look at what we've witnessed. I mean, I have a, a dear friend who he, he said that there's no way the NFL will play this year. And mm-hmm. I said, you're nuts, man. I said, you're absolutely cuckoo if you don't think the NFL is going to play because, first of all, the TV makes sure that everybody gets paid. And they did it the right way. They allowed these players to, do you want to play or do you not? You don't? Yeah, okay, right. well, we'll give you a little bit of money, but 
you go sit it out. We'll see you next year, pal. Yeah. So it's uh, they've done a good job. They really have. You know, I uh, I think a lot of people thought that they weren't going to play, or if they did play, it wouldn't go as well as it has gone. I mean, here we are, week thirteen. You, you know, know what I'm doing right now? I'm looking up flights for Cleveland, Ohio, the end of April, the first week of May, to go back and watch the NFL draft. You know that in 1988, I woke up when I was in Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. and this was way, way back when uh, Paul Zimmerman was his name, and he was the guy that was on ESPN. At 5 o'clock in the morning, I had to wake up to watch the NFL draft on a Thursday. <laughs> now you've got it Thursday night, prime time, Friday night, prime yep. time, Saturday morning, you know, and it, there is no other draft like that. NBA's tried. Yeah. They can't do anything like it. NHL doesn't do anything like it. Major League Baseball, who's yeah. the biggest entity of all, they're retracting teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the NFL, they kind of realize that they have such a big fan base. Can you imagine if they didn't have NFL football this fall? I mean, people go nuts. You know, like Major League Baseball, how many months we were, were we sitting on the couch waiting to hear what Rob Manford was going to were they going to announce the season? Are we going to play 140? Are we going to play 120? Are we going to play 100? Got down to 60 games. The NFL, they said we're going to play all 16 of our games. We're going to, you know, we're not going to, you know, deviate from the schedule mm-hmm. at all. And they haven't. And I think that's great, you know. Definitely is great, you know. And the one thing that, uh, you know, I guess the guy that uh, I wouldn't say he likes to wear orange, he just is orange, uh, he kind of patted himself on the back and, said I did a great job by uh, making sure football was around. Yeah. I guess that can be looked at as maybe one of the only things he's ever said is true. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But the question was about COVID. And he said, look, I brought back Big Ten football. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> I want to say we appreciate uh, Liam Flanagan's efforts and everything he's doing to try to make everything work for us, and he's doing a fantastic job. And yeah. you gents, we're going to do this again uh, next week, but uh, I will also see you again, Kamadi. Yes, so, sir. So. After mañana. And you know what? What? Today. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun, guys. <laughs> This has been a Podland Productions production, recorded at Downstairs Studio in Portland, Oregon. For more information on Podland and for more Podland podcasts, go to podland.productions. While you're there, subscribe to the email newsletter for sneak peeks, giveaways, and more. Thanks for listening. Podland Productions.